This is Jay Parker. Let me tell you about Faithful Counseling. It's a service that assesses your needs, matches you to a licensed mental health professional who is also a practicing Christian, and provides a platform for professional counseling done securely online through video, audio, or online chat. Get started within minutes at getfaithful.com slash for Christian wives. Check our show notes for more information and that direct link. We're happy to be an affiliate of Faithful Counseling. Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. I'm Chris Taylor of Honeycomb and Spice. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. And I'm Bonnie Burns of Strong Wives. Pull up your chair to our virtual kitchen table and let's chat. Welcome back to another episode of Sex Chat for Christian Wives. Today, three of us are sitting around our virtual kitchen table uh, Chris, Bonnie, and I, Gay, are here. Jay is not with us today. She's recovering from surgery. She's doing well, and we expect her to be back with us next time. So today, we're going to talk about prioritizing sex, which is something that sounds great and somewhat straightforward, but when you really start to think about it, maybe it's not quite as straightforward as it seems. So we're going to talk about what prioritizing sex means, what it doesn't mean, what gets in the way, and what it might look like in the lives and marriages of busy women. So ladies, let's start with the basics. What does it mean to prioritize sex? And is that even the phrase we want to use? Or do we want to use something broader like prioritize sex and intimacy? What do you think? When I was first starting to work on sexual struggles, I tried to think about it as prioritizing marriage. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I thought about it that way, I was able to then make a, the leap to and sex as part of marriage. And, mm -hmm. and that was kind of what motivated me for a while. Eventually, it really was we have to prioritize sex because when we're having frequent sex, our marriage is better. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of depends on whatever it is I need to be working on at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like the idea of prioritizing marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like what you said, Gay, about prioritizing sex and intimacy. I mean, and I would go a step farther and say emotional intimacy. For me, being in a mismatched marriage, uh, it was really important for Dave to prioritize emotional intimacy uh, just as much as it was important for him that I prioritize sexual intimacy. Those both were weaknesses in our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And so, it, yeah, so we had to be really intentional about that, both, both of those aspects. Because for me, when he prioritized emotional intimacy, which is as easy as sitting in the morning and having a cup of coffee and really talking, not, mm -hmm. not about you know, to-do lists and stuff, but mm -hmm. stuff that's more mm -hmm. deep. Um, but when we were doing that, my sexual interest was peaked. You know, it, mm -hmm. it was, I was more interested. So I saw a win-win situation there. So it sounds like we're saying that prioritizing sex doesn't just mean have a lot of intercourse, but it means something broader and deeper than that. Yeah, although sometimes, I mean, there are times when the the only real issue is that we have, you know, we haven't had time for sex mm -hmm. and everything else is going great. And sometimes it really is a matter of prioritizing shared sexual activity, mm -hmm. whether that's intercourse or other fun things. So do we agree that it's important to prioritize sex, intimacy and related things in our <laughs> marriages? 
Yes. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you <laughs> oh, don't prop, right. we might as well cancel the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done. We're done here. Uh, I think, you know, prioritizing what's important. And I truly believe that a healthy marriage includes sexual intimacy. And uh, yeah. Which could look different in some marriages, maybe mm -hmm. than, you mm -hmm. know, uh, mm -hmm. It yeah. could be medical issues, maybe, or for older couples, it could look different. Yeah. But you can really adapt sexual intimacy to different stages in life or different situations. Different times in life, there might be different abilities, what your body can and cannot do. You know, sometimes in life, just being able to flash somebody might be all you could accomplish with sexual <laughs> mm -hmm. intimacy. And at other times, it might be a three-day-long sexcation. Okay. Not in my lifetime? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, happen. more power. Yes, it could happen. It could. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, but when you were talking about physical conditions, I thought about a term somebody brought to my attention called outer course. One of my doctors always talks about it as other course. Oh. There's inner course, but then she says, other course, because that could include some internal things as well as external. So mm -hmm. she said it's not all outer. It might be inner. Do you want to explain what outer course is and or other course? It's all the sexual stuff except intercourse, basically. So, so oral sex. Yeah, oral sex, hand jobs. One of the things that the, my doctor, we were talking specifically about menopause and how many women struggle with vaginal atrophy and sex can be painful. One of the things that she has talked about is getting like getting one of those things from married dance where it's sort of a penis sleeve and putting it between the wife's thighs so that they can still have the position of intercourse and the sensations are not exactly the same, but there's still that connection and it doesn't cause her pain in the way that intercourse actually would. Mm -hmm. So it's all the other stuff besides insert tab A into slot B. Yeah, very and what good. you've just described, that sounds so very caring too. I know. You know? I know. Okay, so going to the flip side, what doesn't it mean to prioritize sex? You wait until you're in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, also yeah. doesn't mean that when, when your husband gives you that wink, you're obligated to just drop everything mm -hmm. and go allow him to jump you. That's what I was thinking, that it doesn't mean that you just drop everything at any time that the, your partner wants to have sex. I mean, it might mean that, but it doesn't it could, have to. But it doesn't. Yeah, but it mm -hmm. doesn't. Yeah. But I think it's a little it's a little more intentional than that. And it's a little more, uh, you know, for both of you, because if it just comes to prioritizing means, you know, drop everything and do what one partner wants, you know, that's a pretty one-sided. Prioritizing sexual intimacy is not the same thing as prioritizing your husband. And if sex is always about prioritizing your husband mm -hmm. and never about prioritizing you or your marriage, then there's something really missing from that equation. Mm -hmm. Did that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and mine is that if you wait until you're in the mood, especially after the first few years of marriage, mm -hmm. when you transition into kind of a deeper, different, mm -hmm. um, anyways, there can not be sparks. Not as hot and heavy. There can be sparks, but they're not always mm -hmm. sparks. But in, that, in those seasons, if you wait until you're in the mood, uh, it could be 
few and far between. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we I think we've talked before about women's sexual response being more reactive and responsive mm-hmm. as opposed to many men who have more of a spontaneous desire, you know, where he looks at her body, has one thought about what it looks like without the clothes on, and all of a sudden he's ready. Women don't tend to be like that. So if we wait until we're in the mood, yeah, the human race would die. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be less than 7 billion people on this earth. Yes. But Jay is not here to tell us that that's not true for all women. That's true. That's, that's right. That is that's true. Right. And we respect you out there. And we love you, you higher yeah. drive wives. And I will even say that as, you know, I'm, I'm not the higher drive, but I have been in a place where... He didn't, and I did. And that was interesting. So I have experienced it once or twice. So maybe we can say that prioritizing sex really involves being intentional in several different ways. Intentional about your marriage, intentional about prioritizing intimacy, and for a lot of women, intentional about creating the space, the mood, the energy, whatever it is you need to be able to make sex a priority. Mm -hmm. Which makes me think about as you enter different seasons of life, like menopause, that to prepare, you might need to make sure you have suppository lubricant on hand or that you are consistently using a estrogen type of Mm -hmm. supplement if you desire well and there are birth control options you know for Mm -hmm. women who aren't close to menopause right it means making sure that you have the diaphragm cleaned and ready to go or that you insert it before your date so that it's ready when you're done or having the condoms bought or whatever do what you need to do so that you have time and mental energy and physical energy for it. Before we move on, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, Infinite Moon, the creator of Infinitely Better Bedding. Today, we want to mention their Ever Sheets, which are sheets made of natural bamboo. Ladies, what can you tell us about Ever Sheets? Oh my goodness. <laughs> they, <laughs> I love them. Since we've gotten them, I haven't used any other sheet set. I just wash them and put them back on. Mm -hmm. They're just soft and silky and not too hot or too cold Mm because I've used them in the winter and they're comfortable. I'm hoping they're going to be the same. I have had a few warm days. I'm hoping they'll be Mm -hmm. cool during the summer. Before I tried them, I thought bamboo, that sounds scratchy. How could Mm -hmm. it possibly be soft? But oh my gosh, it is very soft. I mean, they're very comfortable sheets. I have kind of switched back and forth between that and regular ones, and I can definitely tell a difference. I I prefer the Ever Sheets. Yeah, I think the silkiness is really kind of amazing. And we are definitely moving into hot weather where I live, it's actually going to be 99 some days next week, which is unbelievable. Oh, that's disgusting. I know. But I just, I feel like these will be really great hot weather sheets. I just feel like they're going to be really like cool and refreshing. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Infinite Moon, which has been one of our long-term sponsors and we love them and appreciate them. We'll have a link in the show notes so that you can get your own Eversheets too. So... Uh, Back to our topic. It's fairly typical for sex to become less of a priority. And Bonnie has kind of already alluded to this as a couple moves beyond the early years of marriage. When that happens, what's typically going on? And what are some of the things that get in the way of making it a priority? 
saying yes to all the will you please help us do this <laughs> requests <laughs> from the school kids kids schools from yeah. church you know all those obligations that we take on because we want everyone else to like us and we want to do our share yes mm -hmm. That is definitely one. Overwork, overcommitted, feeling overstressed. And I think, too, that as the newness of marriage wears off and we get a little older, sometimes things from our past kind of crop up and start to make some problems. You know, there's a variety of things that can crop up to cause disinterest in sex or make sex scary or just some negative things. So if, the, if that kind of thing is going on, we highly recommend you, you find a therapist, a licensed Christian therapist, or even a licensed Christian sex therapist. Bonnie mentioned this, but and I, I just think it's important for people to understand that the, you know, the real sexual energy and spark of the early years of a relationship or marriage does does not last. And I think sometimes people think, well, something's wrong. Like we're three years into this now, and I don't feel that sexual energy. But that's like the normal course of relationships. You know, and sometimes, you know, people who kind of are, are engaged in serial relationships or even somebody who's like a serial adulterer. And it's like you get the impression they're always looking to have that spark going all the time. It's almost addictive. But in, in a normal, healthy relationship, that does fade and you move into a different, like more mature thing. So it doesn't mean that you can't work to get the spark back or have exciting things. But if you find that sexual energy isn't a natural priority, that does not mean there's something wrong with you or with your marriage. I think of sex and marriage as sort of a campfire. You know, when you get it started, there's all this bright, bright flame and it's all exciting and there's mm -hmm. heat. And then it kind of dies down and what you're getting is the embers. And that's where that's where real heat is. It's not intense, but it's constant and it's always there. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, you'll add a new new piece of wood and you'll get a little bit of that spark again. And, and, and sometimes you burn your weenies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh that, I wish I'd thought of that. That was really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's really good. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> yes. Okay. Chris is so good at mm -hmm. metaphors. Mm -hmm. She's so good at, I mean, that's really I'm going to have to write a post about that one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also the embers are better for marshmallows. Oh, they are really important, but that's a good <laughs> reminder that you can, once, you know, the embers are going and it's settled down. You can start, you know, feed some more wood in there and get it to flare up. It's not like it can never catch again, mm -hmm. but the natural progression is for it to settle down. Right. Well, you know, the wind shifts and fans certain parts of it just a little bit. And mm -hmm. so it's an, it's predictable in that it's still there providing heat, but mm -hmm. there's a little bit of spark and adventure too. And really sometimes good. a rainstorm comes <laughs> and just kind of douses it for a while. Then but you got to relight the whole thing. Then you do. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can, and you absolutely yeah. can relight it. Yes. And then you can burn your winnies all over again. <laughs> yes. And if it's going to rain, if you see a rainstorm coming, you can cover it with a tarp to protect it. Oh, yes. So yes, if you yes, see yes. something approaching that's going to be a problem for your marriage, you can do things to protect it. Look at us.
Ooh, I'm telling you, <laughs> this metaphor stuff's hard work. I know. So what other things, anything else that gets in the way? I mean, just like one of the first things I think is often is having babies, mm-hmm. you know, having babies and having little children that you're responsible for. I mean, that can really have a dousing mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think a lot about, you know, the middle age time and with women, it's menopause. What I see with many men is there's stress, their testosterone levels drop. Sometimes they're putting in more hours at work because they're trying to be focused on saving for retirement. And so sometimes it might not be about a wife not prioritizing sex. It's about maybe the husband just doesn't have enough energy for it. Mm-hmm. And all those things and both spouses' lives can get in the way from time to time. And you know, when you have a short-term work project that takes a lot of extra effort and time from you, that's fine. That's just the way life is. But when it's always like that, mm-hmm. then yeah. then that's when you have to really make that effort to be intentional because there's not enough space for it to just happen on its own. I will say from my experience too, you know, we, we live with my father-in-law and help him out as he ages. You know, I know there are a lot of folks who do have aging parents or family members who are ill and Sometimes that takes a whole lot of extra time if you're yeah. traveling. And yeah, Bonnie, you spent some time this past year traveling to your father-in-law when he was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was difficult. Um, but we actually have had some children return temporarily. So now we have all the bedrooms filled and there's a bedroom right above ours And so we're back to like the teenage years when we were, every time they leave the house, we're like, go. (laughs) (laughs) So basically at every stage of life, there can be things that get in the way of prioritizing sex. Okay. So then if that's the case, let's get to the nitty gritty and be practical. What might making sex a priority look like in the marriages of busy wives and moms? And what are some of the things they can do to make it a reality? Well, I talked about this on a recent Knowing Her Sexually episode, podcast episode, uh, talking to husbands. But one of the things that I developed a habit of doing is always, whenever there's a request for me to do something, I always respond with, let me check my calendar first. That forces me to take time to consider whether it's something that will really fit in my life. I have found myself saying no to some things if I think it's going to get in the way of the marriage. You know, if it's Mm -hmm. too much time or too much energy and I know how I am and I get totally focused on some stuff. So I just make sure that I'm very careful about how I take on new responsibilities. I'm not as careful as I should be, but I do try. Um, For me, making sex a priority in the very beginning of when I was trying to figure all this sexual stuff out in marriage, after the newness wore off and and we were in the, the ember stage, I wasn't sure what I was doing. So anyways, what was really the turning point for me was realizing sex is really important for a healthy marriage and that God approves of it and encourages it. So once I was able to make that mind shift that this is good, it made making sex a priority easier. Yeah, that's a good one. And recognizing one of our favorite things to talk about that sex is for you too. (laughs) Bingo card. Bingo card. You could also schedule it. Uh, you oh, could also schedule double it. Bingo. bingo. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I think, you know, recognizing that, that it's good, that it's important your marriage, that it's for the wife too, not just for the husband. And I think sometimes for women, they need to maybe devote some time and energy to allowing themselves to feel like a sexual person. You know, it's very easy for women for just everyday life to kind of chip away at their sense of self, their sense of sexuality. And so sometimes you have to prioritize some time to sort of embrace your sensuality and your sexuality and allow yourself to feel that and experience it because that's hard for a lot of women. And like as life goes on and things build up, it sometimes becomes harder. I think a lot of wives would do better if they built time for rest and replenishment in their lives. It's Amen. a way of redu- it's a way of reducing stress, but it also gives us opportunities to kind of get in touch just with who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're if you're always mom and always wife or always a coworker, it's hard sometimes to remember what you truly like and what makes you feel good. You know, little kids have no problem telling you what they like or don't like. Mm-hmm. Why do women Why is it so hard for us? Yeah. And especially in the bedroom, I think a lot of women, if their husband says, what would you like to do? What would make you feel good? What are you interested in? They'd be like, I don't know. And it it wouldn't be like, I'm trying to avoid giving you an answer. It would be like, I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Either I've forgotten or I never knew. And yet husbands tend to have no problem of saying, here, will you go? Will will you do this on Mm -hmm. me? Or... Mm-hmm. Here, let's use this position. It's like, where's our sexual voice? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to find it. Yeah. And, yes. and that can take time outside the bedroom to like figure that out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the things that helps me make sex a priority is when my husband and I are having that time together outside the bedroom. Sort of, Bonnie, like you talked about you and your husband just talking in the morning. Mm-hmm. When I find, when I'm able to really connect with my husband in some way outside the bedroom, it just it relaxes me and it helps me want him more mm-hmm. yeah it's that connection that connection fans the embers yes it does <laughs> i think the embers is gonna have to have a spot on the bingo card yeah, yeah it might. <laughs> i think it's gonna be a consistent uh image so um yeah you did mention scheduling uh, just a little more on that scheduling can be really effective especially if you are comfortable talking to each other outside of the bedroom about sex you just sit down and in a logical way look at your calendar is there a pattern of your life that shows we're we're available on Wednesdays okay so do you have to wait till the kids go to bed if you do then work as a team after work to get the meal done to get clean up to get kids in bed so you can help each other conserve your energy for a nighttime rendezvous or if there's another time of day that is convenient for you for, there's so many different situations now with people working at home. Maybe there's a daytime spot, but think outside of the box. And I think if you have kids, there are ways to really either recruit the kids, you know, like have the older kids watch, mm-hmm. take take the younger ones on a walk to the park that's three blocks away. You can get a babysitter and just go spend the afternoon at a motel together. You know, you don't have to be in your own bedroom, but sometimes just being away from the house and all those responsibilities makes it easier to really enjoy. All right. 
Anything else? We need to decide that it's a priority. You know, when you mm-hmm. talk about being intentional gay, that means that you start by saying that, yes, this is a priority and you look for ways to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I think once you are intentional and really look for ways, some things will present themselves that can work into everybody's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like a lot of th- good things. It just it doesn't happen. You need to make it happen. Oh, absolutely. Sexual intimacy, your marriage, relationship, emotional intimacy, it's worth it. Oh, totally. Yes. And like like Chris said, and I'll I'll just affirm what she said, when we have consistent sexual intimacy, things just go better between us. And I don't know if that's because we've had the bursts of oxytocin, which is bonding, or if it's just a spiritual connection, or, you know, we've just relaxed in each other's arms. I'm not sure exactly why, but it's a fact. <laughs> well, when we started having a lot more sex in our marriage, when I was working on things early on, I remember one time Doug turned to me and he says, I feel more married than I ever have. Mm. Wow. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. We'll link to some resources in the show notes uh, for more information about making sex a priority. And we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Mm.